Praise the Lord. And good afternoon. <clears throat> Welcome again. It is such a wonderful moment to be together in the presence of God, especially during this time of uncertainty when everything seems to be going wayward. I was looking at the annual crime, annual, I mean the Uganda Police, annual crime and traffic offenses report, 2022. And just looking at cases of defilement, it's like every 42 seconds there is somebody being defiled in Uganda. If you look at the statistics, and you compute, those of you who are mathematicians, it's like every 42 seconds, somebody is being defiled. I was looking at the new vision of today. And somewhere I stumbled, when the government of Uganda is asking, I think the guys of Bujagari, to pay back the government 1.2 trillion shillings, 1.2 trillion shillings. And it is said that money had wrongfully been paid to those guys working on Bujagari. Is it Bujagari? One of the dams. 1.2 trillion. And for the last 10 years, it had wrongfully been paid to wrong hands. I mean, and name it. I mean, you can go on and on and on. And I want to appreciate you and people who are joining us online that we can come together and take these issues before the Lord. I would love to go on and on, but let me not, because I can easily pour cold water on you. Wednesday, I had a rare opportunity again with a few people under Family Life Network to interface with the Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament over the Homosexuality Bill. One of the pastors in this city trashed and said, you better throw away that bill, we don't need it. One of the academicians says, Ugandans should learn to coexist it with the homosexuals. Implying, let them do whatever they are doing, let them continue. One of the legislators, a learned fellow, said, you want it or not, even if it passes, we will shoot it down and he has his own record. And you know, at one point I nearly lost my cool, but God helped me to recollect myself. So what do you want me to say this lunch hour when everything seems to be going wayward? Where do you want us to go from here? Maybe ask ourselves, is there hope for Uganda? Is there hope for our children? Is there hope for us? 
Our theme tonight is that God will spare you. Praise the Lord. And that is the beauty of it. And one of the things I realized is that let people do what they want to do. Let people say what they want to say. Let people present themselves the way they want to present themselves. In the end, God will triumph. Praise the Lord. I was asked to share from Isaiah chapter 36. I am not sure whether I got it well. Isaiah chapter 36 verses, is it four? I think up to six. Let me read from verse one. In the 14th year of King Hezekiah's reign, Sennacherib, king of Assyria, attacked all the fortified cities of Judah and captured them. Then the king of Assyria sent his field commander with a large army from Lachish to King Hezekiah at Jerusalem. When the commander stopped at the equiduct of the upper pool on the road to the washerman's field, Eliakim son of Hilkiah, the palace administrator, Shibna, the secretary, and Joah, son of Asaph, the recorder, went out to him. The field commander said to them, tell Hezekiah, this is what the great king, the king of Assyria says, on what are you basing this confidence of yours? You say you have strange and military strength, but you speak only empty words. On whom are you depending that you rebel against me? Look, now you are depending on Egypt, that splintered reed of a staff, which pierces a man's hand and wounds him if he leans on it. Such is the Pharaoh, king of Egypt, to all who depend on him. And if you say to me, we are depending on the Lord our God, isn't he the one whose high places and altars Hezekiah removed, saying to Judah and Jerusalem, you must worship before this altar? Come now, make a bargain with my master, the king of Assyria. I will give you 2,000 horses if you can put riders on them. How then can you repulse one officer of the list of my master's officials, even though you are depending on Egypt for chariots and horsemen. Father, have I come to attack and destroy this land without the Lord? The Lord himself told me to march against this country and destroy it. Father, we ask that as we share together from your word, speak to us. Grisk, grim, hopeless, painful as it may seem. You are still the Lord. And so help us out. Spare us. Spare our children. Spare this nation. Spare the schools. Spare the church. Spare our leaders. And in a special way, Spare your children tuned online. Spare your children gathered under this roof tonight. 
Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The children of Israel had gone wayward. And you know, the Bible is very clear. The wages of sin, the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. You sin, there is a penalty, there is a price. You go out of what God expects and wants of you. You suffer for it. Friends, some of us have suffered. And I don't need to bore you with my testimony because I have shared with you again and again. And this is the very scenario we are faced with. King Hezekiah is faced with. And at this point in time, remember, the fortified cities of Judah are all overrun. The only surviving city is Jerusalem. And now, the king who has overrun the fortified cities of Judah, as we read in Isaiah chapter 36, is already after Jerusalem as well. Jerusalem was the only surviving remnant. How I pray tonight that amongst us, somebody is going to stand up and say, I am going to stand for the Lord. Because God does not work with the crowds. God does not work with the majority. God does not work in a democracy. God works with individuals who are available and who are willing. It doesn't matter whether everybody mocks you. It doesn't matter whether they breathe murderous threats. God himself knows how to take care of the concerns of his people. And so, king of Assyria found it not necessary for him as a king even to go and face King Hezekiah in order to overcome Jerusalem. And so he decided to send, actually the guy he sent was one of his commanders. Who was that guy who was sent? He's actually called Rab Shakel. Now that Rab Shakel was the commander of the armies of the king of Syria, Maybe an equivalent of what we call CDF, Commander of the Defense Forces in Uganda today. But he also led them in fighting. Now this story, you can look at it from 2 Kings chapter 18 and chapter 19. 2 Chronicles chapter 29 up to 32. If time allows, I might refer somewhere there. But we are told in Second Kings chapter 18 that when this guy came to Jerusalem, he was just outside the wall and he told these guys, we have arrived. And all you need to do is surrender. And the Bible says he used Hebrew. And why did he use Hebrew? Hebrew was a language of the Jews and he wanted to terrify them. So that while for him he is outside the wall, the guys inside would put the king under pressure to give in and to surrender. And so Eliakim, Shebna, Joan pleaded and pleaded with this guy, Rabshakel, and tells him, please don't use Hebrew, use Aramaic. But inside, 
was a guy called Hezekiah. Friends, there is something that has threatened you and me for long. I have struggled with the homosexual since 2005. Some of you thought it is just something that has come. It came long time ago. At one point we disagreed. We had an argument. There was, a conf- there was something they had put up in Makerere. And so after we argued, I didn't know. I was talking thinking that Everybody was in front of me. I didn't know right behind me there were people from the United States. And I was alone. Everybody kept quiet, whom I expected to help me. And I remained there alone. And I had these guys, more than 10 of them. So they decided we should go out and attend a certain conference. So I was also shortlisted. And I shared with some friends, and somebody said, but you are a clergyman. If you are to go to that conference, I don't know what it's going to help you, but let me check with somebody who helps our organization. For you who is a clergyman, sometimes air tickets they can give at a missionary rate, which is really reduced. So I said, let me first check. And it said, okay, scan your passport, send. So I scanned the passport and I sent. And when the agent saw my passport, said, no, this one we will give missionary rates. So I paid less than half of what I was supposed to pay. And those people accepted to meet my cost for travel and for accommodation. So by the time these guys came back to me wanting to sponsor me, I told them I will take care of myself. So when we were tra- the day we traveled in the evening, we met together at Entebbe. I actually didn't know we were going to use the same airline. And so they asked me which hotel I was going to stay in. I told them that is none of your business because I knew they would follow me there. So I got there at the airport. I found somebody picked me. But I can tell you from then on, even if I am to travel out of this country, I move like I am not a Ugandan, because there are people on the lookout. But there was a king called Hezekiah, whom this guy tampered with. Look at Second Kings chapter 18. If I had the time to go through 2 Kings chapter 18, verses 1 to 8, it would help us. But in the interest of time, we may not be able to go there. But I will pick up a few things, maybe about five things about King Hezekiah. We are told about his parents. He was a son of Ahaz, and his mother was called Abijah. But one of the things that stands out, we are told Hezekiah in his life did what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He did what was right in the eyes of God. And what did he do? He destroyed all when he became king. 
instead of succumbing to other things, the Bible says he destroyed all evil altars, including the bronze snake that Moses had made in the desert for people to look up to whenever they were beaten. Because now people, instead of looking, for, looking up to it for healing, people started worshipping that snake. And so when King Hezekiah saw, he knew that was wrong. You know, God can bless you with a job and the job can become God. God can bless you with a husband or a wife and a wife or a husband can become God. Instead of worshipping God, you begin to worship your husband. God can bless you with children and children can become. I saw one advert of a certain insurance company where even somebody said, my car is my life, my cows are my life and name it. And so we are told Hezekiah did what was right. How many of us do what is right? If God is to spare you and me, the beginning point is a personal relationship with him. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior and God will spare you. Guys, we got to that city. I, they, I had been sent a card and I was told when you get out of, when you, are, when you, when you get to the airport, before you come out, pin that card on your pocket. So I had to put on a shirt with a pocket. So I was told, pin that card on your pocket. And immediately I got out of the plane, I pinned that card on my pocket. When I got to immigration, the first thing which was done, the customs guys called me and asked, are you Francis Osire from Uganda? I said, yes, I was given a visa. While I went to pick my luggage, from the conveyor belt, just when I bent to pick my suitcase, somebody tapped me and said, you are Francis from Uganda. I said, no, because I didn't know who he was. At least the immigration officials I could know. But this one, because I didn't know who he was, I told him no. He pulled my picture from his pocket. He looked at it and he said, but you are Francis. I didn't know he had already my picture. And he said, no, I have been sent to come and pick you. When we got out to where the car was parked, I found they had organized me an escort. I had a police escort throughout the week when I stayed out there. And I was guarded day and night. Do what is right. Stand for the truth. Stand for the Lord. Defend the cause of those who are vulnerable and God will do the rest. It have nothing to do with evil. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. Number two, if we flipped to Second Chronicles chapter 31, around verses 20, the other thing that Second Kings does not mention in 2 Chronicles chapter 31, around verses 20, it actually talks, especially in NIV, it talks about King Hezekiah being a faithful guy. Friends, how many of us are faithful today? You know, everybody works for a difference. Everybody works for Jaulu. And every engagement, a person will ask you, what will I eat? 
especially when it comes to awarding tenders, when it comes to procuring services, when it comes to purchases, when it comes to, it is all very ugly. I was asked to be part of the management team in one of the institutions. I didn't know why. And then I accepted and I was told you are going to work with us for three years. In the three years, I was asked to be a signatory to the bank accounts. And I found the rot which was there. I didn't like it. So I went head on. And I said, come and buy and buy. If it means cleaning up, we're going to clean up. And you know, but as God would have it, things just started unfolding. Being faithful. At a certain point, I was even told what I was going to gain. Now, one of the leaders in that institution knew my supervisor. And so they went and told my supervisor and said, this guy is a wrong guy. And said all kinds of things that you can think of. And fortunately, the person I was reported to knows me inside out. So after listening to what was reported, my supervisor called me and said, Francis, I have been told ABCD, but you relax. And what had been said about me would have cost me ministry. But he said, Francis, you relax. This is what has been said. So you relax. Who knows how faithful you are? Oh, we are like everybody else. I went to school for my bachelor's and in that university it was known. It was not in Uganda. Even before I left, I was told as long as you are from Uganda, you are a hot cake. You have to have a chick. So the moment you get there, you don't even look for. You will find them ready for you. And I had to put on protective gear because I decided to become faithful. Today God is looking for faithful men and women. Faithful men and women in service. My sister Florence served the Lord faithfully. I can talk to Florence. I can talk to Simon Peter. Florence is my sister. We have known each other not because we are clergy. No, we got to know each other when we were young people. These callers came later. And each of us has a story. We have our own lives that we live. But one of the things we have resolved is to be faithful. And we challenge ourselves that let's remain faithful. Simon Peter remained faithful. Doesn't matter what. My brothers, my sisters, remain faithful to the Lord. How God spared Jerusalem is because of one faithful man, Hezekiah. And if those of us under this roof and those joining us online remain faithful, Uganda is not going to remain the same. While facing the Legal Affairs Committee of Parliament on Wednesday, I was putting on my collar and then there were other Pentecostal pastors 
Two of them concurred, and both of them are lawyers. And they said, if, because one of the arguments is homosexuality is a moral issue, and they said, does it mean there is failure somewhere by the religious leaders, especially you pastors? You have failed in your work, and now you are delegating it to parliament. And maybe they had a point. But that is where faithfulness comes in. That if you and I walk on the path of faithfulness, serve God faithfully, become faithful parents, and lead by example, then we are going to overcome. Praise the Lord. Number three. Number three. We are told he trusted God and even when threatened, in 2 Kings chapter 19, verses 5 to 7, he sought God. He took the matter to God. He asked for divine intervention. He sought the face of God. And he said, God, what is the outcome of all of this? He trusted God. And the Bible says, because he trusted God, 2 Kings chapter 19, verses 5 to 7, the Bible says there was no one like him before him and after him. Now, most of us are like everybody else. Because you belong to a certain generation, you speak like that generation. We are swallowed up speaking in parables. We are swallowed up speaking in slang. We are swallowed up being comedians. Even the testimonies that some people give, you just see it is all comedy. Where are people who have walked with the Lord and trusted him. And God can say there is no one like this lady. There is no one like this pastor. There is no one like this man. There is no one like this father. He also held fast to the Lord to the point that even when he got the letter, he took it to the temple in 2 Kings chapter 19, verses 15 to 16. In fact, you can read 15 verses, 2 Kings 15 to 17, because then he got the response, he got the reply from the Lord. But we are also told, not only did he hold fast to the Lord, he kept God's commandments. Psalm 19, the law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The commands of the Lord are just. I mean, just reading Psalm 19 alone, what it says about the word of God. The Bible says, King Hezekiah kept God's commands. At the end of the day, most of us are tired with the work. And by the time you go to sleep, all you want is to sleep and you wake up tired. I would have asked you to put up your hands whether you woke up tired this morning, but I'm not going to ask you to do that. He kept the commands of the Lord. And the Bible says he became a unique leader. And why do I say he became a unique leader? In 2 Kings chapter 18, verse 36, he did not answer he did not take the nagging of King Sennacherib. He did not heed to it. And guys, do you know what happens? The Bible says God was with him. Second Chronicles chapter 32, verses 7 to 8. The Bible says, one, 
God was with him. Number two, he was always successful. He succeeded in everything he did. Some of us, failure is part of our testimony. In my own level, I failed in mathematics flat. I got a D9. But worked my way, I went for a level because I passed English well. I never liked mathematics and there were reasons for it. When I got to university, they said we have to work on this mathematics. For you to graduate from here, we are going to give you mathematics for beginners. When you pass that one, we will add you another course for mathematics. That's when we will allow you to continue and then we will allow you to graduate. He succeeded in everything. But we are also told he defeated his enemies. And he rebelled against the notorious Assyrian king. And we are told he beat the Philistines hands down up to Gaza. Second Chronicles chapter 18. Praise the Lord. If God is to spare us in the midst of the roar of the enemy, in the midst of the roar of the lion, in the midst of the uncertainty and the gloom that lies ahead of us, then let's borrow a leaf from the life of Hezekiah. The Bible says we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. And the Bible goes ahead to say, if God is for us, who can be against us? But also the same Bible says, never give the devil a foothold. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 and 27. And some of us, because of the way we think, and some of us, because of people we associate with, and some of us, because of the places we go to, and some of us, because of inability to control ourselves, we have given the devil a foothold, and we are headed for destruction. But tonight, I want to announce that our God is a God of second chance. Get up. Do what is right before the Lord. King Hezekiah did it. And even if all the other fortified cities of Judah had been taken, God spared Jerusalem because he did what was right. And other people survived. The survival of your children, the survival of your family, your survival and my survival depends on how right we are going to walk with the Lord. How faithful you and I are going to be. How trustworthy and how much we trust in the Lord. We need to trust the Lord to the point that there is no one like us before and after. And we need to hold fast to the Lord and we need to keep his commandments and we don't need to be like everybody else. Isaiah 26 verses 3 and 5. Isaiah 
chapter 26. Verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. And then he goes ahead to say, trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. He humbles those who dwell on a high. He lays the lofty city low. He levels it to the ground and casts it to the dust. Trust in the Lord. Psalm 121. Psalm 121. The Lord watches over you. Maybe we would have started from Psalm 14. Don't close Psalm 121. But just flip backwards to Psalm 14, verse 1. Okay, let me spare you verse 1. Let me go to verse 2. Psalm 14, verse 2. The Lord looks down from heaven on the sons of men to see if there are any who understand, any who seek him. God is looking down on you and me. And so let me conclude with the Psalm 121. Verses 5. The Lord watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun will not harm you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and evermore. On condition. You do what is right before God. You walk faithfully in all ways. You put your trust in him. You hold fast to him and keep his commandments. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this afternoon. That you know what we are going through. Especially at such a time as this. Come to our help and come to our rescue. Where we have listened to the voice of the enemy. Where we have been swallowed up. Where we have been overshadowed. And where we have compromised. And where we have succumbed. And where we have yielded to fear. Instead of holding fast to you, instead of doing what is right, instead of trusting you, instead of seeking, instead of remaining faithful to you, and instead of inquiring, come, 
and help each one of us who has been swallowed up and who has been taken up and guard and guide us. And maybe if this is your prayer, just say these words after me and say, Lord Jesus, thank you for the assurance you give us from the example of Hezekiah. There is a lot of uncertainty around us. Things are going wrong. And we are left hopeless. But tonight, purpose to live for you. Doing what is right. Remaining true and faithful to you. Trusting only you. Holding firm to you, our God. Keeping your commandments. And so help us to remain faithful to you. For we pray in Jesus' name. And all God's people said,